just last night, I was lost in the jungle with Pitfall Harry, surrounded by giant scorpions and man-eating crocodiles. Well, Harry and I just grabbed the van, swung through the trees, and over the tar pits and found the jungle treasure. It was really neat. If you haven't met Pitfall Harry, you're missing the year's most incredible video game adventure. Pitfall for the Atari 2600 and in television. Since I met Pitfall Harry... No other man will do. Pitfall, designed by David Crane for Activision. Hey, everybody. Welcome back or to Play Retro. This might be your first time here, so I don't want to assume anything. Welcome back. I'm your host, Scott Johnson. I really wish that frog would make up its damned mind already. Oh my gosh. And I am your other host, Brian Dunaway. And thank God David Crane gave me three sixtieths of a second to register my intent to jump these gators. Eek. Eek is right. Uh, we're going to talk about Pitfall. Real quick, the chat room asked if the um, that's that commercial we played at the top was the one with Jack Black in it as a little kid. And the answer is correct. That is that is yes, him. He was... He was foreshadowing his uh, his future Jumanji gig. Yeah, he's wearing wearing a jungle hat thing, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. so also a uh, fun side note: he's roughly my age, so he and I would have been that same kid, uh, right? And it's funny because when you go back and watch the commercial, if you haven't seen it, look at Pitfall and Jack Black. He he's do, he does he has all the same mannerisms. So yeah, the, the, the same. acting he does later, he obviously either already had it all or he's just genuine guy he hasn't changed at all that guy Mm-mm, and he's a good actor but he also kind of does the same thing every time which i don't think is a problem a lot of good actors do the same thing all the time and i'm fine with it shallow how made me cry shallow how was good <laughs> you know what else was good that one where it's based on a true story he's a singing mortuary guy and he gets mad at his oh. mom and shoves her in the freezer she kills her oh. puts her in the freezer what was that called right that um, deserves your attention everybody it's a good movie it's weird. Yeah, if you, if you recall the name of it. Yeah, I don't remember it. anything. Something Jack Black was in. It was good. Someone in the chat. <laughs> Bernie, that's it, Bernie. Bernie, that's right. Yeah, Bernie, Bernie. Yeah. Anyway. Nacho uh, Libre is a much better movie, though, right? We can oh, all agree on that. Well, it's the we best, can, it's the pinnacle. We can agree that that is a high point of his career, for sure. Right. Also, he's very good as a secondary uh, character in uh, Orange County. If you've never seen Orange County. Oh, yeah. Orange County is great. That's a great movie. Didn't that have... Uh, Old uh, Tom Hanks' son in it. Yeah, J- J- Tom Hanks Jr. Um, Colin Hanks. Yeah, it's much Colin. younger. Yeah, uh, Colin Hanks, and then who else? A uh, bunch of people. It's a great movie. It's like a Tom. It's like a John Hughes movie after John Hughes died kind of movie. It's very yeah, good. Yeah, but the, the really the big moral story is Jack Black got to play Pitfall before we all did. That jerk. That's the guy. That's the re- that's the story. You're right. Okay, yeah. here's the deal. I got to make a recommendation. It's a retro recommendation that I want to make at the top of the show. And um, it is such a great little surprise. I've never heard of this before. Some people are going to say, oh, I totally heard of it, Scott. You're late to the party. I understand. Uh, I, I, may, I may be late to the party. That often happens to me. But I found a game for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, we more Game Boy Advance love. I'm loving it. We're yeah. going to do a Game Boy Advance episode eventually, oh, hell, right? Hell yeah, we are. I mean, we may do some yeah. games individually, but the, the system itself deserves some love. It's my favorite. I think it might be my favorite Nintendo machine. That's such a hard thing to say, but I absolutely really love that is. device. Um, the truth is, I guess, every Nintendo machine after it should be my favorite because they're all capable of playing those games, but Nintendo right. didn't always put them there, so that was always a bummer. I didn't appreciate the Game Boy Advance until we got to emulation, and then I was like, holy crap, these games are 
freaking amazing. Oh, hell yeah. But I used them. Yeah. I, I had a advance. I had a SP. I had all that multiple SPs. Yeah, me too. And I played a lot of those games in the day. Well, one game came out in tw- uh, 2006, two years after the DS was out. So nobody was thinking about their GBAs anymore. And this game comes out called uh, Drill Dozer in 2006. I, I remember this. And I hadn't heard of it. It's a platformer with a bunch of puzzle stuff. It's actually made by the the, the mainline Pokemon dev is who made this. I forgot their names. Okay. Um, yeah, it's got some amazing looking great art. I'm really digging it. Oh, yeah. The art's great. Basically, you're this kid and this, this girl in a, in a uh, mech, like a little round mech. And uh, your job is to go save the world as a little girl in a mech. And um, story doesn't really matter. But the gameplay, man, I have not had this much fun with a, with an old game in a bit. And I've been is looking. It, I've been there, kind of some digging and some uh, cavern explore, exploration. Is not really caverns so much, but you'd use this drill or th- this mech you're in has it has this drill. It's a reversible drill. It goes one two different directions. And also, you're always trying to find these gears to improve its performance so you can cut through bigger stuff, harder to get places, that kind of thing. So it's got this progression. Almost every level has this like three gear per- progression thing you got to deal with. You got a home base. Think of it as like Knight Rider. You got the guy in the in the semi run shit, you know, and then you got you. So you're, you're Devin. You got, got your Devin there. Yeah, yeah you got your yeah. Devin. And uh, then, you, then you're Michael Knight, basically, and you got your, your mech, which is basically the car uh, kit. Anyway, it's not really like that, but kind of. Because between missions, you go back so to them. Mad? Why he, is he so mad? Why is the eyebrow guy so mad? Oh, he's a pissed off mother effer. He's just mad. He's just pissed. Yeah. He's always pissed. I don't know what his problem is. He's always worried that things aren't going right. <laughs> but anyway, um, you you get upgrades to your Mac. You do these incredible, amazing levels that never overstay their welcome, but have some tricky uh, puzzle stuff, uh, tricky moments of like, how am I getting through here? Oh, right. Okay. I figured it out on my own kind of feeling. I love games that do that to you. Um. It's so good. So I'm going to say this. As far as I know, you can't find this anywhere. I tried to find it on eBay. Nobody's selling it. Really? At the time, the reviews were over the moon. Everyone loved it. So it was well re- regarded. But all of us had moved on to the next piece of Nintendo hardware, and we all thought, eh, whatever. This happens sometimes. You know, as they continue to put out games, you forget that that's happening. And it turns out maybe the best platformer on the device, with very few exceptions, was this. And it just came out so late, nobody played it or heard about it. Um, and... Um, what was I going to say? I'm going to beat this. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to beat this thing. I'm going to play the whole you damn game. You weren't kidding, boy. They want a pretty penny for this on the Ebays. Yeah, it's expensive if you can even find it there. Um, yeah. It, man, it's so good. I don't know if anyone out there listening played it. If you did, tell us your story. I'd love to hear what you think of it. But uh, And at this point, because Nintendo doesn't make anything available to anyone unless they feel like it, just go and, go and do this one. Go play this on on your on your retro pod. Just go get your emulation on. Get your yeah. retro art. Your uh, your uh, Retron Five plug in uh, your SD card there with the ROM and play it. Yeah, if Do Nintendo it. put it on sale tomorrow on the Switch, I'd buy it. I just straight up buy yeah. it, even though I'm about to beat it on emulation because I'm I'm happy to to pay for it. They just don't make that easy. Um, no, it's a and really this is, and this good. Is, to me, would be the most the biggest reason why there's still as much piracy as there is. Anytime you put things where we can't access it, it's just gonna it's just gonna you know justify people. It's not just justified. It's like way. they're they're just they're making you put it in the vault. You give us you give people no choice if they want to enjoy this yeah. content, especially those who already paid for it, have a broken cart, can't do anything with it. What do you? I mean, it's dumb. We live in twenty twenty two. 
You can, you're capable of This is cool more. enough that I would be willing to pay upwards of $14.99. Or if you put it into a collection, I'd probably play it I there, would, too. I would pay 15 bucks for this game. It's as good as yeah. any platformer I've played in the last five years. It's that good. So mm. highly recommend it. Uh, play it if you can somewhere. It's called Drill Dozer, and I can't say enough about it. It's really worth playing. Okay, Brian... I heard you, okay. got, you got your Atari VCS. Did that actually happen? What happened there? I did get my Atari VCS. I ordered it last week after we uh, ta- after we decided we're going to do Pitfall, and it arrived uh, a couple of days ago, and I haven't been able to hook it up because I thought the back of my RCA uh, Color Track 2000 had the VHF two-prongers. It was just a UHF. Didn't realize it until I looked back there. Unfortunate because you know this runs on VHF, which is two, channel three, or channel four, right? So... I had to order a thing, and it hasn't arrived yet. So I do have my old, here it is, that four, that's the four switcher right there, the wood grain. It's not the Darth Vader one. It's the mm. wood grain with the uh, with the four switches. And I also ordered a uh, a copy of Pitfall yeah. right there, got the cart. So I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it is, it is on the list. Uh, came in in very good condition, and uh, I'm pretty stoked to do it. I think I only paid like this pitfall cart wasn't too bad. It was, uh, I want to say, I paid like ten or fifteen because you got to remember they made a lot of these. They oh, made yeah. a lot of the pitfalls. Still, that's pretty so pretty stopping. good money. I would have thought they would have been less because there were so many made, but maybe. maybe. Yeah, I might have been if I'd have had more time to kind of really you know pick. But I actually said, I actually went to eBay and I said, who's closest to me? Who could get this shipped? And there was somebody in South Carolina that shipped it to me. I think I probably could have got it cheaper, but it might not have been here in time for the show. And then I wouldn't be able to go, look what I got, Scott. I got me a cart, and it's a pitfall, and it's upside down here. But Will I got it play? A, Were you gonna play? Is that going to play? Do you know? Have you it's going to totally play. I have total faith in it. And as soon as I get, like I said, as soon as I get my two-prong uh, plug yeah. to the uh, coaxial, which I'll be able to plug into the cable input on my RCA Track 2000 CRT. Um, I will be able to do that. I'll switch the thing right from TV over to computer. 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 Computer, computer on. And uh, I will I will get right I'll get right on it, man. I'm okay. right on it. I'm, I'm on ex- it. I'm so excited. I'm excited. Well, this VCS. Oh, I'm wait. Ca- well, what? What are you going to say? Go ahead. I, but I got to show you something else. Let's I see it. show you all the cool stuff. Oh, oh. my God. I'm all, I'm all con- okay. tangled up. Okay. Yeah, this is the problem. Now he's gonna he's gonna spend the whole week tweaking his setup so he's not tangled up again. Okay, what do we got here? <laughs> so they it, they sent like they've sent like four of these control. No, I'm sorry, six of these controllers. These six. sweet old school yeah controllers. And it didn't come it didn't come with any carts, but it did come with a whole bunch of booklets. I got manuals out the butt. And a matter of fact, I have. An Activision uh, manual that came out in 81 that kind of brags about what they're doing, and oh. it has the Ganga 4 in here. So it's like a pro- uh, promo. And it's pretty freaking sweet. Like What's a little, little promo book where they're trying to make Yeah, a little promo book games. right there. Yeah. There's you guys right there. Yeah, look there at those guys. Are. The lead yeah, designers, guys. The leading your, mustaches of the business. Look at those guys. Woo. Hubba, now, hubba. there's actually a fifth guy here. He was brand new in 81, and he was, and it says here, Let's read exactly what it says, if I can. It says that Steve Cartwright, the newest member of the Activision design team, Steve has just finished an exciting and original game idea, is targeted for release in 1982. Watch for it. I wonder what he did. Oh, is it this game? Is it Pitfall Harry? It's definitely not Pitfall, because our our, our man of the hour, he did it. Oh. Pitfall. That's oh. right. David Crane. Okay. Not 
not the co-creator of Friends. No. You 90s children. No, no. David Crane, uh, lead developer at Atari during the late 70s. Here's what one he, of the lead programmers. Here's what he made. Bible Adventures features three games in one cartridge. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked mm-hmm. Frank Titers. Mm-hmm. He did that real good. Uh, all right. Well, that's awesome. Well done. Continue to uh, keep us abreast of what happens on that front, will you? Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a. I can't. I'll be honest with you, though. I was. I've, I've been waiting and kind of debating on whether or not to get an Atari Twenty Six Hundred because I didn't remember. I didn't remember very many games that I could play for very long on it. But after playing Pitfall this past week, I think. Ugh. I think it's a thing. Ugh. I think. I, I, I look, I respect it. It's an important era. I respect what it was, what it brought, what it did to the business, like all that. I have no, you know, I'm not going to pretend like the 2600 wasn't important because it was. But I find the games unplayable at this point. I, I find most of the games unplayable, but I find Pitfall 1 and Pitfall 2 uh, eternally entertaining. And you see my grabber ball, by the oh, way? Did I see, you see your this? grabber ball button, yeah. Yeah, like that. that. Big old grabber ball goes right on top of there. Pretty Mm -hmm. hot. Pretty hot. Yeah, Pac-Man clone right there. You know what else I like? Oh, yeah, for sure. What else I like is that they keep using the imagery from uh, Atari logos in in, um, Blade Runner 2049. I freaking love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Love that they did that. That's a good movie. Yeah. First movie's great, too. Okay, check this out, you guys. Our big game of the week. Sure, we'll play a really old game called Pitfall. Why not? Pitfall Harry and the after, Adventures of after, Pitfall. After Scott badmouths it, stupid Atari games. And now Pitfall. Pitfall. Coming well, your way. That's what I'm saying. I have huge respect for Pitfall because I think it's a really important game in the history of games. And I think without it, uh, one could argue that we have a real stall in terms yeah. of... Uh, you know, of what a platformer is like this, this pushed so much forward in terms of what a platformer can be. It wasn't even such a thing then. Um, But not only that, the game introduced this concept, which still is impressive that it happened on an Atari uh, device, that the game uh, features screens that are different every time you play the game. So when you, when you cross the screen and you go to the next one, you don't actually know what's next. There's no pattern. There's no, Uh, Oh, actually, Actually, that's the that's that's not right. Is that is that not true? I thought there was always it was randomization. No, I thought I thought the same thing. Not I randomization, but like yes, random. Me too. Random. They but, were preset screens, but they were randomly ordered. No, no, they weren't shuffled. What? No, that's what I thought too. What? I kept thinking they were shuffled. What? I know. I blew my mind too, Scott. I was the same way last week, and then I played the shit. Excuse my language. Out of some pitfall, and you can map the whole thing. They've got maps. What? They've got maps for the whole freaking thing are you sure they aren't just maps for this level has a hole that opens and shuts this level doesn't like that no really it is a predetermined preset map i gave this game too much credit i was like hey remember (laughs) remember games that did this before diablo me neither and then i'm like wait a minute pitfall did they didn't they didn't have the bits and the bytes to process the 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 uh the cpu was uh just trying to render stuff it didn't have time to do stuff like uh thought puzzles like hey let's shuffle these uh these things it just didn't have it that's a bummer maybe two did right then did two have that as far as i know two did not either that was something that uh, came along later on on other systems because the atari 2600 uh, the vcs just not capable uh, to do it all i mean i'm not saying it's not possible i'm just saying 
Not likely. Not likely. It that makes be, sense. Yeah. Um, I never played yeah. two. Uh, I played some this week, but I never played it prior to this week. And uh, right. I played one and two this week. And, oh, it's, uh, hmm. well, here's what it sounds. First of all, here's what it sounds like. Now, mind you, I went and edited this a little bit so that edited it. it. I can't read. So it wouldn't destroy edited your ears? Uh, no, so that it had less space between sounds because the game is silent yeah. if, with very few exceptions. When you jump, pick up a thing, or swing, that's it. Right, right. That's that's true. Or die. Yeah. No music, no nothing. So I compressed this a little bit to be a little more close together. But anyway, here you go. Yeah, that's swinging. And that swing yeah, is yeah, basically that's the, like that's a Tarzan. The Tarzan. For those who are super old, you may remember that that was the Tarzan yell. Yeah. I don't even think you have to be that old. I think that's like, like when, uh, you yeah. know what? Hey, kids, remember when you saw... Uh, Empire or no Return of the Jedi for the first time, and uh, Chewbacca swung across the the thing in the in the jungle there, or the forest, the Endor forest. So that- you're you're saying it was the Chewbacca effect <laughs> and not the Tarzan? I got you. Well, I, I think this this was clearly inspired by Tarzan since it came before that right, that right. game or that movie. Well, actually, is- it did. No, yeah, the Star Wars has already been out, right? Which one was Empire? When was it? The, the Chewbacca? Not Empire. Was it, was it? If uh, it happened in the third one, so episode oh, six. Third one, so it's, oh yeah. So yeah, you're and that right. came out a year after this yeah that, that's probably right something like that that's probably right. anyways when when pitfall one came out now you're not playing the dragnet theme the no. part where you die oh no well there's i mean i have this here hold on i got this sound right. that's just picking shit up i don't know where that yeah yeah that's when you that's what that's when you get uh that's when you pick up bars of gold or uh, diamond rings, bags of money. Not when you pick up the scorpion. I know he looks like he can pick him up and pet him. You can't. Hmm. He'll stab you right in the face. Well, let me find... You know what? I got the death sound here somewhere. Let me find it. Um, yeah, here we go. 2600 death death fall death sound. <laughs> Whatever that means. Okay, here we go. I'm playing it. Let's see what we get. Oh, jeez. Well, welcome, Dragnet. <laughs> or, or Donkey Kong. <laughs> It is Donkey Kong, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miyamoto was a bit, was, yeah, Miyamoto and those guys, they were inspired by Pitfall. Dave, David Crane was doing something, making an amazing game. I mean, we, it, it, with modern sensibilities, we look at it and go, oh, how very rudimentary. And it was because it was written in assembly language and it was, you know, it was about as basic as you could get. Yeah. Uh, but I think the more I played it, the more I appreciated it because there was things I either just didn't register as a kid. First of all, didn't look at the manual at all at Pitfall. I just, you know, picked up the controller and started playing. So I didn't realize uh, you had 20 minutes. Like I never, or at least I never triggered with my mind that it was like, oh, you have 20 minutes because I've never made it 20 minutes in Pitfall. I always kill my, you know, three possible men well before that. Mm. Um, and then, you know, the scoring is yeah. kind of different. Yeah. That's a that's a different way to do things too. And 255 screens, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I learned, dude. The, the manual is super short, but it tells you a ton of stuff. I can imagine that David Crane was a teacher in high school before he did this, mm-hmm. because in the manual it tells you, and you may have done this or maybe thought about it. You always go left to right, yeah. right? That's yeah. what you do. That's what you're supposed to do, but not this left. game. To right. Yeah. If you. I I was thinking, okay, but you could go right to left, and I thought, okay, well, that's got to be wrong because I'm going to get penalized for this because now I'm running with the logs 
when I'm going to the left, mm-hmm. like it's going to hit me or run. They don't because you're just running with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to run into a wall. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can make it through this circular map. Wrong. You can just go left. And David Crane tells you that. Yeah. In the manual. Yeah. He says, he says, you should just go to the left. And I'm like, oh, man, if I had just looked at the manual, I could have saved this my is life. the problem. Kids, never times read the, I've, kids didn't read the manual back then. They thought manuals were books. They didn't want to read that. Yeah. So high school teacher uh, move there is like, uh, sure, oh, hell yeah. you can pass, <laughs> but if you just read the directions, <laughs> yeah, um, it'd be a hell of a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, maybe just read the directions is really the lesson here, and I feel right. like I've learned a little something just talking about it. Uh, it's a weird game, and I, I, I want to not let this go. Uh, Activision, which had other products and other stuff that they created for the Atari, the, you know, the 2600 and beyond. This right. is still, I would argue, their primordial moment of DNA. Like, this is them going, yeah. Activision will be a name you'll hear for a very long time, for, this for good or first, ill. But, yeah. This is their first big hit. Yeah. Um, it's stayed, it, it stayed at number one with a rocket for, like, 60-something weeks. It was the top seller. And it ended up being the second biggest seller of all time. For the Atari Twenty, you know what I loved about so. it, and I'm showing the chat now. They, this is one of the games I remember had the logo of the company what published it yes. on the screen all the time. It never went away. That Activision what was a, down there. What a what a big old. So I learned. So okay, once again, another week of Brian discovering crap he had no previous knowledge of, and now we'll drop it as though it has been a part of me my entire life. Activision, the four lead developers at Atari during the late 80s, uh, got fed up and went and talked to the 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 head honcho at yeah. that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, we were under corporate rule at this point, right? Mm-hmm. We'd already been bought out. And so they said, give us credit in the games or we're out. And so they said, yeah, we don't care about you. You're not important. The top four developers at Atari. See ya. Such and they a weird Activision. thing back then that nobody cared or nobody that nobody in corporate uh, situations right. thought the devs mattered. That's so weird to me. Yeah. That's like it's, saying, it's, we don't it, care what director made uh, Goodfellas. Just say it was a guy. Right. We don't, it doesn't matter if it was Scorsese. That's so weird. <laughs> I think if Nolan Bushnell had not had, had not sold the company, I think they could have convinced him, but you know, Nolan was gone by the time oh, yeah. uh, the mass exodus of uh, the top four lead developers left. By the way, I don't know if you know anything about that story. He came but, from here, dude. He's a Utah legend. I'm I'm all right. about I, the Nolan Bushnell story. I don't know if you know about the Gang of Four and them leaving Atari, but essentially, like I said, they they wanted more money, more credit yep. because you know they were creating something artistic. They said no, and they said all right. We're out, and then we're gonna we're gonna be a third party developer, the first third party developer, and we're gonna put our big old Activision right there across the bottom. You're yep. welcome, Activision. Yep. Second Atari. You have to look at us all the time, and we're gonna make the biggest seller <laughs> this machine may ever see. You right. Know? And we're gonna the make only it, thing bigger yeah. was uh, was the the Pax Man. Oh, Pac-Man, yeah. That but I think those port. all sold in the first week. That was such a poosh <laughs> port, too. It was so bad. At least at least Pitfall was like a genuinely good game and still kind of is. Pitfall know? is still a – like I said, I, I, I wasn't going to give the game a chance. And I was like, you know what? What if I really – what if I didn't look at it as trying to revisit my nostalgia but looked at it as a challenge? Like, could I speed run this thing? And you can. I think the record's like 16 minutes or something, yeah. which kind of blew my mind, too, because I'm like, wow. I mean, 16 minutes being the fastest, and they give you 20? 
whew, yeah, that's a tight margin if you ask me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I when I looked at it as a challenge and actually started go, trying to go through the screens, I actually it really sucked me in. It even after all these years, after forty years, people is is a, of right now is forty years old. Fifty yeah. year olds, Tari, and forty years for it's okay. One. It's okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> praise this thing outside of like it is massively influential. What was happening behind the scenes changed the business. And we're still kind of in that mode now. Like the, those things that changed are still in place now. It matters who develops your games. It matters right. you give them credit all the way down to the game testers and the guy who textured a tree. Like you, that that stuff yeah. uh, was forever changed. The idea of a third party uh, publisher and developer w- is now not just normal. It is the standard, um, which I think mm-hmm. means normal. So I don't know why I said it two ways, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, I'll give them all the credit in the world, but if I'm going to say, sit here and say, oh, and also Pitfall's really fun to play. I I mean, I think this is the prize. It's a victim of its own history because it starts getting everybody else going, ooh, mm, and then, you know, Miyamoto makes something like, you know, a side scrolling Mario game and all bets are off. You're like, oh my gosh, this is the future. And then a million great side scrolling, you know, Mario likes happen and some are great and right. some are okay or whatever, but everybody's going to, you know, forget about pitfall. So, Cause even though you're the grandpa, you're the old guy on the side of the room that smells a little funny. Nobody cares anymore. You move on. <laughs> you're not wrong. People. It, it, that's the, that's the general consensus that pitfall is, uh, you know, is, is worth, we, we've talked about as much pitfall as you can, unless you listen to the GDC, uh, I think that's what it is, right? Uh, the, the game developer yeah, conference with, uh, yeah, there's a post, they do post postmortems on a lot of these game developments. Like, you know, how did it happen and what went on? So they always invite, you know, the, the developers or somebody important to the team. And David Crane has a great one on Pitfall and he gets really deep in the weeds uh, about everything Pitfall. And once I, I think once I got that deep, I think it may be colored, <laughs> what I was looking at. Yeah. And I just, I really, I really enjoyed just futzing around with the pitfall. I spent like two streaming days just playing the first pitfall. <laughs> I mean, that's it, a lot. How, yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was mostly me just trying to see how far I could get, which started bringing back the memories of what I used to do on Atari, which was, you know, what's the high score? Mm. What, what's, what's the point here yeah. and how far can I make it? And I used, I would stay up all night playing these games, trying to roll something. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like any score that I could roll, I wanted to roll it. Yeah. And when Pitfall 2 Lost Caverns came around in 1984, mm. I kind of hated it. But let me tell you. Check it out. You know what this yeah. is? This is that same piece of hardware. Suddenly, it can play music. I don't know why the first it's game didn't It's almost the same piece of hardware. Inside the cart is a special chip. Oh, is there? I didn't know this. Is that true? Whoa. It's true. There is a special chip right in there so that that uh, so that Crane could take make use of a little bit more memory and could give us an actual soundtrack instead of that morbid, dead Pitfall 1 sound that only has the... Yeah. So this, yeah. this version, what you're hearing... Okay, so that's that. Now I want you to hear a remix version that I found today that I really like. Check it out. I think 
that guy's saying big butt, big big butt, big butt. It sounds butt. like uh, oh my god! Now I'm totally what? What was the what was the frog? Oh, um, what was that guy? But the that little the one that, that was that showed his wiener. That one. Yeah, that wiener guy. Dog or wiener? Uh, it was like some European thing, right? Frog wiener. Yeah. You're thinking yeah. of Frogger. This is a total house or house thing. Anyway. Um, now, you know, two's fine, whatever. They tried to do some innovations. They had some scrolling vertical levels. Um, that yeah, they, added, they had, they had interesting. flying balloons. They had, oh, my God. I, I feel like, oh, my God, why am I? This is you. You are me one week ago. Mm. You are. I've, I've if for some reason, I've been in a pitfall pressure cooker and my mind has completely been changed because I'm like, holy hell, it's got checkpoints mm-hmm. what yep video it games with checkpoints. checkpoints no one did that until it did it you know yeah and i'm like it has got a banded sky in the background and it's got vertical it's got water that moves yeah the little underwater underground got- water stuff it's crazy that that's even in yeah. there yeah i agree <laughs> it's got it's a real jump in a lot of ways like a jump forward it's, yeah it's like it's not a pitfall it's a jump ball it's got balloons man you mm-hmm. can fly in this thing yeah yeah and there's water and electric eels oh my gosh i, I need eels. you to be up here with me on pitfall Two. <laughs> <laughs> pitfall 2 is impressive for where it is and where it came out on and by the way yeah. this was all we haven't said much about this the commercial we played did but the, the, these games or at least the first one i'm not sure about the second one we're on the in television as well um, right and my yeah, friend, the first one was only on uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. The, the second one did make it to. Oh, others. the commercial claims it was it was on the in television as well. I wonder if it was oh, later. It? Oh, wait, wait, was maybe, it? Yeah, well, that's what the commercial says. But maybe okay. they well, here. Yeah. Jack Black Do I remember that wrong? Hold on, let me see. You might be right. Pitfall, designed by David Crane for Activision. No, a not giant that. scorpion and many crocodiles. Well, Harry and I just grabbed for the tar pits and found that really neat. If you haven't met Pitfall, Harry, you're missing the year's most incredible video game adventure. Pitfall for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred and in television. See, look at you. It's the in television. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I mean again. I never played it on there, so I don't know. But my friend had an Intellivision, and I kind of remember him having Pitfall. But these right. things all look the same—just shit graphics and you know, two D this yeah, there, and that. And it's hard to there wasn't there wasn't much wiggle room. I mean, those were all basically you know the the same. You know, there, there was there was not much wiggle room there. Yeah. So yeah, you got yeah, what yeah. you got. Now let's move forward and look at the now two had some different things. I think it was like, it was for the Commodore 64 it had different color oh, yeah, palettes yeah, yeah. on different platforms. It was all kinds of things going on there. Yeah. That thing is, I, I'm looking at video of the, of the 2600, but the actual, the Commodore 64 version of pitfall two, I think is looks mm-hmm. real nice. looks good. It does. It looks, uh, you know, they had a little more room to wheel. They had, uh, they actually had uh, what didn't, at this point in time, did Commodore 64 have like a dedicated sound chip and stuff? Am I, I remember that correctly? Don't or am remember. I totally wrong? I can't remember. I don't remember. Um, Maybe. Maybe right. it did. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a big leap because we don't, you forget that the Commodore 64 lived throughout, you know, for almost 10 years, all the way through the, uh, through the, the eighties there and was still, you know, viable even towards the end of his, his lifespan. So dude, I love my, my Commodore. Yeah. I freaking loved it. I love that new mini one you sent me. But yeah, there's like oh, texture yeah. on the ro- the water. The water's got like weird animation that this Atari one doesn't like. Yeah, it's got like dithering. Yeah, like, dithering's I, a I good love word. It. Yeah. Oh, there's there's no in Pitfall too. There's no uh, lives. You just have one, and if you uh, if you die, 
<laughs> you get zapped back. You have to do a walk of shame, which is more like a, a float pitfall walk of shame back to the previous checkpoint. And it's, it's so painful because, yeah. <laughs> because you can't speed through it. You just kind of like go through the walls like some kind of ghost. Now it let's suck. It sucks all your points away. Um, it's, it's a really a, a sad feeling. Let's jump ahead a few years. The year is 1986. And you might oh, think, oh, wow, we, that's, ooh, that's like four years after the first pitfall, which isn't a lot in our, in my mind, like it, it is, like, it is in the rapid increase we, of power and technology back then. But in my mind, we, four years is nothing. Plus we'd had a complete, uh, we had a complete gaming collapse in 83. So this oh, yeah. is, this is NES trying to, uh, reset the counter. Yeah, for sure. So the NES is out and they put out a game called Super Pitfall, not to be confused with anything that would be on the Super Nintendo, which is called Super Pitfall right. on the NES. And it visually has no connection to the to the, it's to the Mario. Based on. Yeah, it's basically Mario in a hat. He's got a mustache. He's got, got the stupid little worker hat. He's even wearing like a worker vest. Like everything about him is yeah, knockoff Mario. jump is so jump, man. I mean, look at it. He's just a bing. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty weird. Here's some but of that. But the snakes make me laugh. Here's some of that sound. Every Nintendo game ever made it sounds like that. Come on, this is a Mario game, and you just called it Pitfall. Get out of my face! It's a little, it's a little much to me. To me, it doesn't adhere to whatever made Pitfall Pitfall. And so it you could have called this anything. You could have called this uh, Larry yeah. Harry and his and his stupid snake <laughs> obsession or whatever. You could do whatever Mar you want. Mario's uh, good time adventure in Egypt because it's not it's not a freaking <laughs> safari. It's in freaking Egypt. It's yeah, just, it's weird. It's not even in a jungle. It's he's in the desert right now. Come on, yeah, and come he can on. And he can shoot stuff. Um, something yeah, Pitfall Harry never could do. So no. if later gonna, on he could, but no, that's that's probably the only thing they maybe carried forward. Yeah, if you're gonna call people this, didn't like. Yeah, People didn't like this one, Scott. No, People it's not good. People did not care for the Super Pitfall. I don't know if it stands. I didn't play this one this week, so I, don't, I, did. I couldn't tell you. Did it, is, how's it play? Is I, it all right? I did. It does not play well um, all the way from the the biggest. I can get past the visual stuff and you know the themes and stuff. That's fine. Different reimagining. But it's the sluggishness of the, of the controls. It just doesn't feel finished. It mm. just all feels like a, a very weak attempt. It's, mm. it's not good. Okay. Well, I kind of thought after that things would fall off and we'd never see another pitfall game again. That's it. It's over. We've he's he's gone to the grave. He's he's fell in his last pit. He's yep. fell in the quicksanding. He's not getting back out. Poor yep. old pitfall Harry. Yep. Guess what though? We were we would have been wrong about that because this happened. <laughs> Oops, that's the wrong video. Hold on, Chad. I'll Thank you. Thank you, cartoon. Yeah. Thanks, cartoon. Uh, so what you got here is Pitfall, uh, the Mayan adventure. All right, and for, this is a Genesis. My, oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna say? No, for my one of my, I, it's one of my favorites. It's the for the for the Genesis man. Yeah, the Genesis Super NES game uh, ended up on 32x as well. I have that version uh, here, so I played that a little bit this week. Uh, it's That's not awesome. really any different. It's got a little better sound. That's about it. Um, I would love to see that. Did you record any? Of I that? didn't record it. No, but the. 
I don't know. I you will not be. Card. I need to. I need to send you a capture card for d- doing that kind of little thing. I got like a little thing. I got an adapter. Well, I can cap this. I can screen cap this stuff. I just didn't. Okay. Do it. Okay. But the reason I didn't do it isn't because of that. I, actually, I don't know why I didn't do it. The reason, the main reason, though, is I just didn't care that much. But uh, the third, <laughs> I can tell you tell with some how authority. How you really feel about Pitfall, Scott? I can tell you with some authority that Pitfall, the Mayan adventure on 32x, is really just the Genesis version with better sound. That's it. There's really yeah. no difference. Yeah. Um, we know that, yeah. yeah. That's because we had that we had the uh, the uh, sound chip from the Sony, uh, the creator of Sony. So that we, we can't compete with that. No, how are you going to compete with that? You can't do that. Can't compete with that. But, uh, but he's th- throwing he's throwing stuff here. We're back. He's got a uh, there's whip. Some things I, there's some things I like about this one. No, there's nothing yeah. wrong with this game. I, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I actually think this is the first proper good Pitfall game, and it holds right. up. It's actually still fun, and it's uh, got these crazy levels, great graphics, amazing animation for its time. Uh, feels wholly original and interesting. It doesn't feel like a million other games. It's legit good. And I would recommend yeah. if you don't have a way to play it, emulate this thing and play it. It's good. It's a good game. And it's, the, uh, yeah. it's it's more like, okay, so the original Pitfall was inspired by Indiana Jones. They've, they've said that plenty of times. And so, you know, it, but it didn't feel real Indiana Jones. Pitfall didn't feel like that way. This feels like they said, we're going to make an Indiana Jones thing and it feels more indiana jones than it does pitfall in my opinion oh yeah for sure there's this definitely adheres more to that vibe that they were aiming for right. in the original but couldn't achieve given the limits uh but this game is much more and when did this see this came out in 94 so 80, we're, oh, we're 94, bar- oh, it's 94 yes yeah so, yeah, so we're 12. barely just 10 years 11 12 maybe yeah, almost 12 years 12. later which is yeah. huge jump in capabilities in that 12 yeah, years our, our, we have animated sprites. We have really good, complex animated sprites. Very cartoony. And there are some cartoon uh, influences here. You may remember the cartoon. Uh, when was it? 98, 83 or something when the cartoon came out. And mm-hmm. Pitfall Harry had a, a, a niece and a, a pet tiger of some sort. Or mm-hmm. what was that thing? Did you did you watch I, any of those? I never watched any of that. I had no idea there was even a show. So this is good Oh, knowledge. God. You should, you should definitely try to find at least a little audio from uh, the original Pitfall cartoon. Um, so there's a couple things I like about this one. Uh, I don't know if you noticed. See what it's doing alligator. right now. Right now, he he basically entered the old game world as part of the game. Yes. So it's very self-referential, yes. very fourth wall. This game. Um, I love you, that. You literally had to go through segments that were like, oh, I have to play the old game here. <laughs> look how good it looks. Yeah, I mean, you know, the colors look really good on that. It's more vibrant for sure. But they right. even put the little logo down there and the 20-minute timer and all that stuff, which in the main game, the Mayan game, does not exist. This is all bullshit. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they put it in just to kind of say, hey, we're not forgetting our roots here, which I, I respect. I, like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, love really the, I love the uh, rainbow logo they used in Pitfall 2 for Activision. I think that one looks delicious at the bottom of the screen. This, this looks kind of bland in the, the first one, but in, the, in Pitfall 2... I really dug it. It it just makes it feel like it's got quality. Activision used to be something that I really loved. No, they were serious. They were like, "Hey, what if we uh, made a cool thing and we're gonna make a we're gonna make the thing fans really want?" And they did that. I think yeah. with this 16-bit game, I think Activision, you know, say what you want about their current behavior, uh, you know, strong legacy in the old Different days. People, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 only in. I mean, Activision has been 
purchased and you know and it's not the same people it's not, oh, not the even, same not activision so it's like atari yeah. isn't uh you know the same people that that started the company the people we fell in love with it eventually got sold bought you know restructured uh, another thing I don't this another thing about this one this one actually gave me the feels uh, this pitfall the mind adventure hmm. because this is the first I don't I don't remember them having souls but whenever you kill anything here instead of the instead of the character just disappearing off screen mm-hmm. a lot of them disappear like in a, a puff of smoke That's like they've like been killed and like there's yeah, yeah they got souls I'm like wait a minute I'm yeah. killing things with souls yeah. No. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I want that. Like I say, totally worth playing. If you got a minute and you're like, ah, oh, this looks all right. I mean, you, you're not seeing this if you're just listening at home, but it's a legitimately it's cool cartoony. game. Mm-hmm. It's cartoony. It, it's, it's, it's super Sega Genesis. If you've played any Genesis games, I mean, it's undeniably of that platform. It's definitely on the SNES as well, though. I don't know what the yeah. differences it, are, but they're... If you've ever, if you've ever played Aladdin, it, it, it gives me the Aladdin feels. Yeah, highly animated... Lots of lots of movement that's not just your standard run stuff. Like he has idle animation and, you know, mm-hmm. some of the things that are clearly above and beyond. Uh, the color depth is better than the Genesis should be able to show. Like I'm not saying it's actually deeper color depth, but that it's thing pretty, was limited to 64 good. colors and it doesn't feel like it. It feels like a yeah. you know proper console here. Yeah, so. and I also love the fact that uh, you're you got like you got different levels of health, so you're not like you, you're not just like you're dead. Your life is gone. You have like this alligator that's slowly creeping up on you every time you get injured a little bit. It gets a little closer, and its mouth gets a little bit bigger, and it gets a little bit uh, kind of makes you a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Makes you a little nervous. Which is, which is what did me. that's what you want. Now something really weird happened after this, and what that is is something called Pitfall 3D Beyond the Jungle for the PlayStation 1 uh, and Game Boy, but I uh, wouldn't count that one. And you'll hear why it's weird, okay? First we're going to hear two celebrities, right? This week we're hearing two celebrities. Yeah, so don't give it away. Here it is. I'm going to play it. Oh, oh. Well, first, here's the music. Adventure, you know, it's like a little montage at the beginning. It's it's fine. Yes. It is what it is. Big adventure, big yeah. big adventure. And then you hear this. I don't look for adventure. Sometimes it just finds me. Like when I was swinging through the South American jungle and I saw this glimmer. Yeah, a crystal. And when I grabbed it, a rift opened up. Out popped whoa, Mira, cute little monk. She started gabbing on about this pure energy stuff called lucence that comes in two flavors. The blue stuff's good, and the red's no cherry. Now, one Moku got a little too excited with the Red Lucence and turned into the Scourge. All right, so that gives you a taste. It's yeah. uh, it's Bruce Campbell, and I had, no, I had no idea until I was doing research for this that that was, yeah. that was him. It's crazy. I, I learned so much this past week. Once again, me too. No idea Bruce Campbell <laughs> ever did a Pitfall game, yeah. much less for the PlayStation 1 and the Game Boy. I was I totally missed out, man. Yeah. I I remember seeing Pitfall 3D, but once again, until this past week, I didn't have much love for Pitfall. I was more like you know down here and at the yeah. bottom, going eh, it's a thing. Yeah. But uh, I I learned to love Pitfall after this past week, and Bruce Campbell just keeps on entertaining me. Well, he's always great. Um, but yeah. this is a bad game. I'm gonna put that out there. Uh, 3D Pitfall um, 3D is not a good game. Okay. Beyond the jungle. Um, yeah. Oh, did we mention earlier that was was I think the Mayan adventure was not even Pitfall Harry, it was Pitfall Harry Jr. Oh, oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't know. I thought it was the same Pitfall Harry. Oh no, because his dad gets kidnapped, you're right, in the opening scene. Yeah. yeah. And so Pitfall Pitfall Harry is back uh for his 3D debut. 
1998, about three years after the PlayStation launched, and right in the middle of the Game Boy Advance. That's right, a Crave Entertainment made a uh, a Game Boy Advance version of this. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. Is it? It's pretty good. I stuff. mean, that's a 2D game. There's no 3D in that. It's, I think I think both. I like both of them. Yeah. I like I like both flavors here. They're both. I really bad. enjoyed this. Well, this PS One game is actually bad, so I, I hope the GBA game is better. I I enjoyed it. Really, I enjoyed it. This game's bad, dude. It's hey, bad. I enjoy Pitfall One, so you know you gotta you gotta grade on a curve there, my friends. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> that's a really good point. Uh, right. But whatever. But they were getting their Indiana the Jones version, so that's, so that's gotta say something. Yeah, that's true. I, look, I'm I'm all for more Pitfall, Harry. You should do something modern with him. Nothing's going on right now. As far as I know, um, right. I mean, because we got we've got things like Uncharted, so we're kind of we've kind of filled that that area, right? I mean, and so unless you're like an indie developer who wants simple gameplay of simple platforming and you know treasure hunting, we've kind of done it to death, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't know if Pitfall Harry would be welcome with open arms even today. Now, some of you may be saying, "Well, wait, Scott, wasn't there a three another game? There was." And guess what game this was? This game came out in the year 2004 for the Game Boy Advance and for the Xbox GameCube, PS2, and GBA. And it sounded yes. a little like this. Whoops. Where'd it go? I lost it. Shit. It says loading screen. Where is it? No, that's PS1. No, that's not it. Oh, here. No. Where is it? No, I don't. Oh, wow. Where? That's that's Pitfall 2. That's yeah, hilarious. I have. I screwed up my files. It's in here somewhere. No, that's Pitfall 2. I can't find it. Anyway, it's a 3DO game. Or 3DO. It's a GameCube game. Why am I saying 3DO? I don't know. It's a GameCube game. Um, it's a GameCube game, which is where I captured it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. It's a lot more cartoony, big heads, you know, goofy looking characters. It's fine. I didn't like this one as much. It's not Bruce Campbell anymore. That's that's for sure. Somebody else. It's weird that I, I didn't like this one as much. I don't know why. Maybe because it was in 2004. You know, I love my GameCube. I absolutely freaking love it and my PS2. But uh, I just couldn't find the love for it because... So, beyond the jungle, yeah, I got to Bruce Campbell. Yeah. He made it entertaining for them to talk. Yeah. I don't think I need my pitfall to talk. And But if you are... Gonna have to do Bruce Campbell. If not, don't do what they did, which is uh, really weird. I mean, you have to jump from a plane when you start, and then the two people that you're with, they're kind of quest givers. Mm-hmm. They break, they fall and break their legs. Yeah, they do. And I'm like, okay. And uh, it just, it's, I don't know. It was, it was okay. There's, uh, there's some jumping over um, pits with teeth. Yeah, that's was, something. That's, isn't it? that's Pitfall Harry, I guess, doing pits. Yes, that's, that's the pits. Yeah, what I'd say is this. Uh, we were still kind of experimenting with platformers. Didn't really know what we were doing. They yeah. tried to make things a little more cinematic here. I think they kind of failed. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like a Crash Bandicoot game, but mm. not as fun. I like Crash Bandicoot. I could use a hub. I could use a hub world. I'm going to play place. that Crash, those Crash remakes on the, I got the PlayStation 5 PS Plus Extra, whatever the hell it's called, the middle one. Right, right. And yeah. they, that new uh, remaster collection's in there. I'm going to have to give that a shot. Yeah, maybe that's about the time. Well, oh, these do have teeth. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's cool, but it's it it's a lot cooler to look at and watch somebody else play than it is to actually play. The controls are very, in my opinion, very clunky. Um, and I don't know. Like with the original Pitfall, I had mentioned at the top of the show, 
that David Crane gave me uh, three, uh, you know, three sixtieth of a second to to you know correct course mm-hmm. when I was jumping. Yeah, which it still makes the game hard. But sometimes I was like, I don't even understand what I just did. I jumped just like I did the previous time. <laughs> And I didn't make it. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I feel yeah. you. It's not it's not their best outing, and it is also the last outing. It's the last yeah. thing they did. It killed it. O four was the last game for Pitfall Harry of any sort. Pitfall uh, died essentially then. However, yeah, I you had to backtrack to find any more Pitfall actionist type. Right? Yeah, and I'm I'm not convinced they couldn't reboot it. Like, go for it. Like, yeah, I, mean, it's, I I just don't think that. I mean, at its core. Pitfall Harry is not very much. I mean, unless you really look at, unless you really, you know, embrace the campiness, like, uh, you know, Activision, when you played Pitfall, the first one, uh, it was a big throwback to the serial age, which Indiana Jones was as well. And they, they embraced the whole thing. As a matter of fact, if you scored over 20,000 points, you could take a photo, like, you know, with your Polaroid camera of, of the points and so you don't (laughs) Photoshop and you could send that into Activision and then send you a patch you know, and it was just this, it, it, it kind of just worked because it was kind of like a reboot even then. So I don't Hold know. You have for to really, clarity, for clarity, when you say they sent a patch, you're talking about one you'd iron onto your shirt, right? Right, right. Okay. Or pin. I'm not sure if it was iron or, iron on or not. It looks interesting. I looked online to see if I could find one because I would definitely be interested in getting one of these patches. By the way, yeah. this dude, I think in 2015, I'll have to see if I can find the story again. Um, I kind of read it in passing. This guy... <laughs> It like uh like like I said, 2015, he finally got 20,000 points, and since there was no expiration listed on the uh, the contest to get your patch, he sent in to Activision his score uh, to see if he could get a patch. I don't think he ever got the patch. Wait, he just sent the score, like wrote it down? That no, was it? no, he took a picture of it. Oh, he did actually the, take a picture of it? Yeah, yeah. He's just doing it way later. So. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, so that arrived a little late in the mail and a couple of uh, regime changes later. Yeah, um, multi billions of dollars of, of capital later, and um, I, you know, right? But I really want one. You have a picture or anything? You can show? I mean, let me see if I can look it up here. It's, I I found them. They have them on. There's a few on eBay. It's just I love it. Pitfall. Oh, I love that stuff too. What a dumb, awesome thing that is. That's great. But nobody, dude, you, you can send them to Activision today, and what's Bobby Kotick gonna do? Wipe his ass with it? He's not gonna do anything. It's a cool, cool story, bro. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm too busy making billions over here doing real There's video games. It. Oh, I just sent you. A, I just sent you a link to. Uh, oh, that's just the Google search link. Anyway, yeah, that's that. You can get there from it. But yeah, that's the Pitfall Harry Explorer Club patch. There were two types. There was one that was a triangle and had this great rainbow following behind uh, Pitfall Harry with a compass and. It is this, it is so freaking eighties with this green this and rainbow colors. It's, Beautiful patch. I'd these, love to have one of these. I just got to get a blue jean jacket. Yeah, big money again. On eBay. To, Jeez Louise. They're expensive. Yeah, look at that. Isn't that sweet triangle? I love it, man. I, I dare you I'd to buy one. I support that every day. I dare you. Buy one. Do oh, it. Dare, oh, I'm, I will. But see, that's the problem. On eBay, they're going for about 60 bucks. I'm thinking I might have to do like, uh, you know, like a parody patch um, oh, just with make maybe yeah. play retro or something. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Nobody would yeah, know what it is because everyone hates Pitfall. But yeah, we could totally yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Pit, uh, play retros explorers uh deal yeah explorers deal can we dot call com. it club yeah club we could call it club why not yeah but if they, they weren't the only one i mean they did uh there was you know there was uh more activision stuff like enduro road busters had patches so i want to collect 
all the Activision patches I can. Which do, is probably too. do you think Pitfall Harry deserves to be called the first true platformer of video games? Do you think that's yes, a fair Yes, even though thing? it's not technically true, I think it is the... F- I, I think we we talk about this from time to time. I think it's the one. I mean, you can talk and say, oh, someone so did it first. But did they have an impact on uh, you know the market? Did they have an impact on other developers? Not like Pitfall. Pitfall is one of the first and definitely the most influential. So you don't think Cabbage Patch Kids Adventures in the Park <laughs> deserves... <laughs> well, yeah, that didn't come out until 1984 no, in the height true. of the Cabbage Patch stuff. But it is so pitfall, and I absolutely freaking love it. You may have never played it before, but I'm telling you, you got to fire up the Cabbage Patch Kids Adventures in the Park for the MSX ColecoVision. Konami brought it. Konami mm-hmm. brought their A game in 1984 for me to play some Cabbage Patch Kids yeah. Adventures. And a lot of people tried to copy these games and, and get their piece of the pie. For example, yeah. Taito made a game called Jungle Hunt. In 1982, right. which shared a lot of the uh, common features of, uh, I loved Jungle Hunt. Um, yeah. Such a I, that is such a. Did you ever play much Jungle Hunt? I never played it once. 1983, <laughs> including this oh, week. Dude, I'm not is, going near this. It thing. is absolutely. It is. It, it is fantastic. I look, I love. Jungle look at Hunt. the physics I, on this on this jump from vine. To vine. It's, <laughs> it's it's terrible. It is terrible. But I I probably because. Th- I think the maybe the reason why I didn't care much for Pitfall 2 because I'd went from Pitfall and then to uh, Jungle Hunt and then like I, did, I didn't even play Pitfall 2 right away. I think it was like probably 85, 86 for I actually played it. But I used to love the little swimming stuff. I mean, swimming against those alligators, you had to hit them just right. Yeah. Um, also, a bad part, this is pretty common in a lot of these uh, games where the f- uh, the flashes, mm-hmm. you would see the, the characters flash. NES was notorious about that. Oh, the NES but was the worst with the flashing. It was so bad. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Pitfall 1, Pitfall 2, my man David Crane kept it solid the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. He kept it tight. Yeah. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys... So I don't know a lot of people know this about Activision. This is really interesting to me because I dealt... When I was doing the instance and certainly just over the last 16 years, a lot of coverage of Blizzard and Activision because they owned them and all that... <clears throat> I didn't know this. In 1991, Bobby Kotick and a small group of investors that are hanging with him, they they buy the company. They buy Activision for a mere 500 grand. Crazy, Bobby That's Kotick. That's nothing. Crazy. That game. I got. I need to remind everybody that that company was just bought by Microsoft today for 65 yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. Billion. So yeah. Dude, I mean that's uh, just so kind of breathtaking. The difference it, it it is crazy. And okay, you can say what you want to about Bobby Kotnick. He's you know, and you probably have. Uh, but what a great deal! And they had already Activision had changed their stupid name. They didn't even recognize the value of their own name. They were a media a media genic. Um, and I'm like. What a horrible name. Yeah. Uh, to, with Activision, even back in the day, even after the video game crash, I still knew who Activision was. I still had fondness for Activision. Why would you blow that? Yeah, that's nuts. That? It's real weird that they changed it. But they didn't know yet. Nobody knew what was what then. We don't know. Yeah. They don't know about legacy and people thinking, oh, the name Activision means something. Like, nobody thinks about that. Nobody they do now, but that. they didn't then. Anyway, five hundred grand, $500,000 is not even like... 
I know. It's I, not could, even a... I could take out a loan for that, believe it or not. I, I probably could even, I probably could find some investors and as poor as I am. Yeah, you'd find a way. I probably could manage that. Yeah, you probably could. I'll tell you what, you make more than 500 grand a week on like World of Warcraft <laughs> subs. Like, <laughs> it's insane to me. I mean, that's the, we're, we're obviously way down the road. 91 was a long time yeah. ago, but damn, dude. But that's, that's cheap for 91, man. I mean, that's freaking insane. <laughs> I love it. But the, it's too bad that Kobe's such a dick. I mean, think about, think, <clears throat> think of the legacy you would have. Yeah. It just <laughs> proves that, that, you know, um, companies aren't people, but companies are, you know, led by people. And what a different time it was. <sighs> Yeah. I don't know. Activision was something different. It was so good that I almost forget that at one point in time, they were the good guys. They were the ones fighting um, to get recognition for the creators of yeah. games. Yeah, unheard of at the yeah, time. Yeah, unheard of at the time. Now they're resisting uh, unions like it's the worst thing in their, in yeah. their existence. And so it, it's because it's only in name that Activision still exists. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing that was there before. The, the Activision that I love that used this logo, you yeah. know, and made these dumb games. That is they don't I, exist anymore. That is what I like about uh, Nintendo. They're kind of still there, you know? Yeah. They're still and they're kind dicks of the too, thing. but you know, we, oh, we know that. They're dicks, but they were dicks from the beginning <laughs> in their own ways, right? Their own kind of dicks. Right. But we're yeah. not Nintendo haters or lovers here on Play Retro. We're kind of, we recognize their good and their evil because could we have recovered from. You know, who who fixed everything? Who came in and put the Band-Aid on after the, you know, the 83 games crash? They did. They they fixed it. And, yeah, but, but then they re- you know, turned right around and were dicks again because they yeah. anytime competition showed up, they got ruthless, man. Yeah. Freaking and they didn't want to give their they didn't want to give their people, you know, uh they don't want to give credit to nobody either, you know. They're like the early games and stuff. It's like, nah. This yeah. ain't nobody's this is ours. This Nintendo is ours, made baby. this. Yeah. Oh, you want to stream it? Sorry, you're going to jail. Like they're just weird. <laughs> You thought you was having a good night. Guess what? You're going to jail. <laughs> you thought you were having a good night. Uh, well, that's really uh, interesting, uh, that whole thing. Yeah, now, like yeah. Pitfall at one point in time, just a couple of more Pitfall things before yeah, yeah. we uh, move on. Uh, Pitfall at one time was receiving 14,000 fan letters per week, including thousands of handmade maps. Activision had to hire a staff just to open them. Jeez. That is amazing and also something that we almost can't relate to now because who of us is going to write a letter (laughs) (laughs) that's not electronic yeah that isn't an email or something because you can ignore the hell out of electronic email right you can just go hey look at my account on my email Uh, mark all is red done um but you have fourteen thousand letters (laughs) i would love to talk to a listener who sent a sent a fan letter into activision yeah i would love oh man if you ever go to okay so let's give some love to a great community uh atari age they they're they're such a such a powerful force of making sure that all things atari you know are still around and you know cataloged and talked about and still lives and all that stuff yeah and uh, they they do post stuff like that. I'll I'll occasionally see people post like, oh, I got you know this is the letter I sent, and this is this letter that Activision sent back to me. I so been over there in a while. That, kind of stuff, that is actually a really it. cool resource. I gotta go yeah, click on it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, they got <clears throat> they have the most extent. I can tell you this: they have the most extensive Jaguar uh, stuff. The, yeah, that stuff's so notoriously hard to find info on. It's not nearly as covered in big wikis and things. These guys, big wiki, big wiki, <laughs> big wiki. 
I mean, the Jaguar was basically the Jaguar was, was Atari's Dreamcast, and in some ways, it right. was their last hurrah. It was their last chance to try to do something, and they freaking yep. blew it. We got to do it. We got to do a Jaguar episode. Oh, we're do- we're totally going to do a Jaguar. I've been kind of waiting. So maybe at a time that maybe I can secure an Atari Jaguar is a, a tall order, but I've been working on it. I've been watching and trying to figure out where I can budget it. By the way, thank you to our patron supporters who makes all that possible. Because when I go out there and look for crazy crap, I'm like, I bet I can afford an Atari Jaguar. Mm-hmm. I go, I can because of the patron supporters. Yeah, of but, course. Uh, they can help us get all yeah. your all your weird retro crap. But here's the thing. Yeah. Like, uh, the Atari Jaguar had that CD add-on, and it made it look like a toilet. We got to get the toilet <laughs> add-on, dude. Yeah, yeah. That thing was great. I got to have it all. <clears throat> yeah, I want the toilet real bad. Anyway. I got to have the toilet so bad, man. I got to have it. <laughs> I got to have that toilet. Uh, you mentioned earlier the, uh, what was it? Um, uh, oh, 64 weeks at, at the number one spot. Now, I want to make this yeah. clear. Pitfall wasn't 64 weeks at the number one game spot. They were number one software spot. That means everything yeah. that's considered software everything. of any kind, this led the led the charge. So yeah, isn't that crazy? Your Lotus 1, 2, 3, or your, you know, your WordPerfect yeah. or whatever the competing stuff was at the time. <laughs> they were all taking a backseat to this effing video game. Right. What what would have been an eighty two software? What would that be? Let's think. I'm I'm trying to think because I've been looking at dot matrix printers, and the only thing I ever used a dot matrix printer Wait for. Wait a minute, you're gonna get a dot matrix printer? Hold on, slow slow down. No, Are no, you're... I didn't say I was gonna get one. I'm just saying the only time I've ever used a dot matrix printer <laughs> was to print out happy birthday banners. Because everybody always is like, oh, you got an Oka data? Okay, I need you to print me out a banner because that's what you did <laughs> yeah. with dot matrix printers. Yeah. Now. In the finance departments and stuff, I'm sure there's a bunch of ledger stuff that people used it for. For real, though, sure. was it print shop? What was the what was the deal back in '82? I'm trying to remember what um, I might have used. Boy, C64, major computers, Okadata. computer products. Let's see, let's see if I can find some software here. Uh, it wasn't Windows. I'll tell you that. Well, that wasn't on the software list. No, no, sir, not in '82. No, no, definitely not. DOS, probably right. Um, right. The SCSI standard came out in '82. That's interesting. Right. Uh, this SGI introduced the IRIX operating system, which didn't last very long. Oh, there it is. Microsoft rebranded PC DOS, originally 86 DOS, to MS DOS in 1982. Oh. Version 1.25 was later released in that same year. So there's that. Yeah. So you'd have been Thanks, like Bill Lotus. Gates. You'd have been Lotus one two three, some early AutoCAD stuff. Right. Uh, I would have been on the Commodore 64 regardless. The Vectrex. That would have been. Out. Would have, it would have been something written in Basic. The Vectrex came out that year. Ooh, oh, the Vectrex. We're gonna get to that too. Ooh. Will Brian be able to find a metrics? <laughs> Tune in next week. Oh, I found Brian it. blows all of his Patreon money. <laughs> I found it. Here it is. Microsoft re- uh, released Fortran, a programming language, for PC COBOL, for MS-DOS, and Multiplan for Apple II. They also released... Uh, oh, here it is. WordPerfect Corporation introduced WordPerfect 1.0, a word processing Ooh. program that became the most one of the most popular in the world at the time. Right. They right. lost all their poop to Microsoft eventually. But... Uh, they helped pay for a guy, another Utah connection. Dude was from here and made so much money. He owns like half the state. Um, anyway, that would have been your competition. And Pitfall yeah. beats it all, baby. That's right. Pitfall yeah. beat it all, man. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, that's it. That's your pitfall. That's it. That's a pitfall. Now, I know we probably missed some pitfall. I did try to go into the sixth generation. We tried to go into the GameCube this week because I got a little bit of crap from not going to that going far enough last time. But yeah, I I really enjoyed Pitfall. I just want to just sum up. I have a newfound love for Pitfall, and I'm not giving it up just yet until I 
complete all 255 screens on the pitfall. I have a love for the mind adventure, and that's it. <laughs> the rest of them kind of suck. Not my, not my bag. I don't know if I'll go back and play any of the later stuff. If I do, it, it will probably be the game. It'll probably be uh, uh, the Genesis. If I if yeah, I go play back. that game. It's a great game. Get the 32x version yeah. and freaking emulate that. It's great. See, I want to. I got to. I got to get a 32x. I don't have one. I've got to get one, and I, then I got to find the carts. I did see some carts out there for it when I was looking, but I got to get. A you got to get the full tower, man. The whole tower. You got to have 32x. Power, you got to have get the, the CD. CD. Yep. You got that whole stack. You got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Has to do it. Yeah, and then one of those tall ass cartridges with extra shit on it or whatever. Or the what <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to, have to stack. Uh, what's the what's the thing you usually do? You put the game genie, and mm-hmm. then you have uh, you have the Sonic with yep. the Sonic add on, the yep. Sonic Two and the Sonic add on yep. with Knuckles. Yeah, yep. so you get that big it's old. It's amazing. Giant. It's amazing. We all need to do what you're saying right now. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get to the uh, next thing, which is oh, guess our game. Check this out, you guys. Destroy it. <laughs> We're going to play Guess Our Game, where we play audio from an old game, and then we try to guess what each other brought. Uh, Brian, my game's from 1993. Okay. 1993. What was I doing in 93? Uh, Let's I don't see. Know. All right. Me either. What were you doing? Um, I know what I was doing. It was, and- it was a... It was a dark time for the Dunaway household in 1993. <laughs> I was playing this, actually, a little bit, this game I'm about to play, and uh, let's see if you can figure it out. Here you go. I feel like I'm playing some kind of streets game. Well, you're close. Now here's the actual gameplay. Basketball skirch. Ah, uh, do you? Basketball skirch. Here's some skirching. You're getting there, then. I'll give you another hint. It was a multi-platform game available on both Genesis and the SNES uh, Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. So is this going to be the... This is going to be the... Is it going to be... Oh, where did I put it? It's not NBA Jam. It's not? Nope. Is it one of the streets? It's a street game, but it's not doesn't have street in the name. Still not nothing. You don't got you know no guess in there. Is it one of these? <laughs> point point to the one that touched you. Is there a basketball game in there? Uh, just NBA Jam, I think. Uh, football, FIFA, Madden, uh, PGA Tour. What do I have that for? Um, golf, baby. Woo. It's got it's not a streets. Then what was the, the the I can't think of the other one. I can't think of the other stupid one. There's All right, the, I'll give you one more hint. It's uh it's got the name of a basketball player on it because that's how it was back then. They all kind of started getting their own games with their names. Foo. Incorrect. Shaq <laughs> Fu was not a basketball game, weirdly. <laughs> so do you know do you got a basketball it? player in it? Tag I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kick myself when you tell me, but uh yeah, I give. Give me it to me. Give all it right. to me. It was called Charles Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Ah, daggummit. Remember that? I, I just looked at that recently, too. Daggummit. Yeah, it's, a, it's an okay game. It's no it's no uh, NBA Jam, but it's but it tries to be, and it does an okay job. It's all right. It's not the word. Oh, does someone in the chat get it? Yeah, Barkley, shut up and jam. Someone, Wooj Man. Wooj Man. Good job, Wooj Man. Good job, Wooj Man. Or is it Wudge Man? I don't know. All right, well, Brian, let's see if I fare any better. This is your clip from 1995. Anything else you want to say? 1995. Yeah, I don't want to tell you nothing because uh, I already lost, so I, you got you to gotta, gotta you know, I got to go running up now. that hill. Okay, here we go. 
Super Nintendo, right? Super Nintendo. Am I right? It's totally that chip, I can tell. Yeah, it is. Uh, you're right, it is Super Nintendo. It is... It's really familiar. 1995. Yeah, that's info I already had. What else you got? Right. <laughs> Role playing. Oh. If uh, Dice Tomato doesn't, like, yell it out in the chat room, I'd, just, I'd be shocked. Is Dice... I thought I saw Dice... No, maybe I didn't see Dice earlier. I did. I don't. Oh, so it's an RPG. Dice has been, trying to, Dice been trying to get me to do this forever. Oh, whoop! Uh, I told you it was. Oh, I know what square. it is. Shush, shush! I know, I know. It's uh, I just started this. Uh, because John's been begging me to play it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard John mention it too. Uh, this is. They're diehard fans of this game, boy. Yeah, I this figured. Is, um, oh, my brain, my brain. Uh. The Square game called uh, Square Soft. Then, uh, yeah, it was Square Soft. There was no Square Enix yet, uh, or they hadn't bought Enix. They hadn't muted, or they hadn't merged. Um, Merge. Oh, uh, uh, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. And you know what is? Is that correct? The answer. Okay. Here's what I. <laughs> here's the other reason I know it. This is the early goings where you're at that. Uh, yeah. You're at the carnival yeah. thing. Right? Yep. 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 Oh, I, I, I went early in the game because I wasn't sure if about the later stuff because I wasn't sure if you, how far you ever played in the Chrono Trigger. No, I'm glad you. I'm glad you did it when hard. you did it because just last week I played that carnival sequence and that's why this is so familiar. So yeah. in a way, I kind of cheated. That's fantastic. Chrono Trigger. I haven't played it ever in my life, but it's some people's all time and never got better than this video <laughs> game. So let me tell you. Let me tell you people. Let me tell you about uh, my best friend Chrono Trigger. Um, because I'm telling you, man, people if they if they're if they're into it, man, they want you to play. It's like crack. Oh, yeah. It's like you got to try just a little bit, man. Come yeah. on. I wish Get it was. Um, I wish it was. What do I wish? I wish it. I wish they would do a complete remake of it the way they did Final Fantasy VII here recently. Because I've been playing that yeah. the remake. Yeah. That yeah. remake is awesome. Yeah. It's so good. Wait, didn't they? I thought they had something planned. Maybe no. I'm they've done remasters wrong. for PC and stuff, but it's it's the same game. Like I want like a right. bottom like ground up remake of that game. And then I'll play ground it. up. Yeah. Because I don't. You know. I mean, April twelfth. As- this says fans of the Chrono series rejoice when Square Enix announced Chrono Cross: The Radical Dreamers Edition, which was oh, released last week. That's so their sequel. Yeah, the PlayStation One sequel. Oh. But it's okay. It's just it's, it's okay. It's a PlayStation One game. You know. Yeah. It's not a pre. It's not a remake. It's a. It's like oh, it's widescreen now. Have fun. <gasps> and Square Enix orders two more HD 2D remakes. Oh. It's time for Chrono. Oh well, I don't want that. I want I want what they did with seven. I want like Final Fantasy seven remake. That's what I want on everything. So get on it, Square. Get on it, you slow ass mother effers. All right. (laughs) Now this. Welcome to the treasure room. It's time for some play retro emails. Playretroshow at gmail.com is where we get these. We got two this week that I'm going to read. One comes from Machete Games. I think it's pronounced that way because it's spelled not like machete or machete. Well, I'm, I, I think you're right, though. I think it's machete. Machete games. games. Anyway, he says, mm-hmm. Scott and Brian, I have loved this new show. Followed since day oh. one. You're both knocking it oh. out of the park. Well, thank you very much, machete, if that's your real name. Thank you. 
He says, quick question. Have either of you looked into the analog products, third-party console makers, the Super <laughs> NT or Super NES, and the Mega SG or Genesis have gotten rave reviews with the SG being, uh, being many retro gamers' favorite? Unfortunately, they are quite pricey. I would love to see Brian in particular get one. Why? Why? Yeah, you would. Why? Yeah, you would because you know Brian will make love to it because Brian loves video games. He'll put his Scott's wiener. like pitfalls old and stupid he'll put his wiener in it that's what he'll do his wiener will go in it yeah um, i get very excited about uh those things and i've looked at the analog i finished reading the email no right, he says it says yeah. they both feature zero lag with 1080p output speedrunners usually run original consoles as lag uh yes. with products like retro uh retro like RetroCon uh, is such an issue. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. That, oh, because it's an issue there. I get it. You're right. While right. jumping in Super Metroid is basically impossible as an example. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I wanted to point out if your research didn't pop it up after last week's episode, but all of the developers of F-Zero were moved to Mario Kart. There are a couple Ooh, of great YouTube documentaries on both F-Zero de- development and Mario Kart development. Really interesting stuff when coupled with the question that was brought up at Nintendo shareholder meeting last week. Uh, seriously, someone brought a, bought a ton of stock from yeah. Nintendo and asked when the we, next F Zero game is going to come out. Did we talk about? I think we talked about it. We, we, we did talk about. It. Yeah, well, me and you talked about it. Uh, did we talk about? I mean, it on, we talked about it offline, but it's like guy bought like forty five thousand yeah. dollars in uh, Nintendo yeah. stuff and then demanded yeah. uh, an F Zero game. I, I love is- that idea <laughs> that if you had enough money to throw, it's like, what do you want to do with your wealth? Well, I'm going to go cause a stink. Yeah, I'm going to make <laughs> a stink. My game at. Yeah, I got money. I'm make a stink. Anyway, yep. Machete Games, that's awesome. He says, love the show. Keep up the great work. So, Brian, back yeah. to this uh, thing you yeah. want to put your wiener in. What do you, what do you want uh, to now say? I've, I've been wanting to, I've, since we, ever since we started the show, I think even before when I was still just thinking about what was going to do the show, uh, the Mega SG I, I was looking at because I didn't have a Genesis at the time, and this is one of the options. They are kind of pricey, uh, about 190 I think I've seen them go up even further than that when it's actually in stock. I can't find any stock ever. I, I keep a uh, keep a lookout. I got it. I got the notify me when it's in stock on uh, analog.co, but uh, I haven't seen any of them pop up yet. Um, I would really like to have one though, because it, it's just you know it's got everything. Oh, it's I got would the, love one. You just plug right into the HDMs to the eyes. You throw your carts in there. It uses real FPGA uh, hardware instead of you know doing uh, doing the software emulation. Um, so this is what I was wanting to get before the we were so I was so uh, kindly gifted with the Mister FPGA. Let me Would ask you nice this: You were gifted that FPGA? That guy, oh, if anyone right, out there was, has any of these and you're like, I need to unload, Mister, <laughs> I'm your guy. Okay. Oh, Tonda has one, and he's saying maybe I'll sell you mine, Brian. And Tonda, oh, Tonda Gosa, do you not even care about me at all anymore? <laughs> Man, <laughs> bastards! All right, let me let me ask you this: Can I buy one of those? Uh, this is not what I'm planning to do necessarily. Okay. Or Scott says Tonda. Tonda, Tonda, give love Scott. Now Tonda loves Scott just because I know he does. does. It's fine. Tonda, loves but let me Scott. ask you this question: Can I get one of these and then go buy one of those 200 games on a cartridge things that are shaped like a Genesis cartridge on uh, on right. Amazon and will it play in this yeah. thing? Um, that's a good question. I'm doing it if it does. I'm doing it. A lots of times, no. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying, like in my Retron Five and those kind of things, I I did pick up the 200 one. Now, if it was an EverDrive, that might work. Chat room says it does. Sure, I'm not sure they're the the end all be all source on this, but the chat room says it works. Oh, Tonda says yes. So yeah, so I would I would believe Tonda. He has one. So there you go. Shit. I want this so bad. I All want right. It so bad. Whatever. 
I can taste it um, in my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> does it come with a controller? I assume it does. Um, I see it paired with the uh, SN, which the the uh, the Sega this one right here. This yeah, uh, that's the M- yeah, all M- the ones. I, I don't know if it actually comes with it or if they're just recommending it. Well, can I? Okay, uh, let me see if I can buy it. Uh, controller not included, according to the write up. Boo. So. That's well. That's just if you buy it it's directly from them. But that's the only way. I, only way I think I know. But there is a fulfill, fulfillment group going on with some of their stuff. But I don't see where they're doing it for uh, the analog. Oh, um, they're selling them there too, though. If I want to buy them right off the site, I could just buy the eight bit do controller for twenty four bucks. That's oh yeah, yeah. This this is a great controller. If you don't have a uh, the the M thirty the Mega Drive M thirty. Uh, 8-bit do i suggest you get one it is freaking awesome it works with your it's got the little uh if you get the you get the little uh the little plug with the little nine pin plug you can plug right into the front by the way i didn't learn something else this past week mm. you can plug a sega genesis controller into an atari and it will just work i hate nine pin plugs i'd want these i want both this Ooh. the super nes and genesis one of these i want these so bad Oh my yep. gosh, look at this. Limited edition. What are we doing here? What is this? Aren't they beautiful? They're so gorgeous. And they kind of have the shape. They kind of have the shape of the Sega Model 1. So it's in, and a little bit of the Model 2. I'm so um, desirous. Yeah. I'm all desirous now. I'm full of yeah. desire. But people love these things. Okay. People love them. Well, I'm going to love it too because I'm making this. I don't know how I'm making this happen. My wife's going to come. I don't know either. I, I want that Super NT Black too. That's nice as well. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, here's an email from Jason Savage. Oh, hi, Jason, Jason Savage. Savage. I'm Savage. Sounds Jason. like a video game character from the 16-bit era. Or, or a wrestler. Or, or that. He says, I want to start this email by telling you guys how much I love the show. Uh, you both do a great job. And this is one of the three gaming podcasts I listen to on a weekly basis without skipping a single episode. Core is the other one yes. of the two. I should probably consider yeah. Patreon at some point. Sure, dude. We'll take it. <laughs> Uh, says that out of the way. I listened to the F-Zero Wipeout episode yesterday. Guys, guys, how the blue hell can you have an F-Zero episode and not even mention the best game in the series, Zero no. F-Zero GX or AX? I know, Jason. Says, I still love you guys. I just want to bust your stones a bit. Play retro. Uh, sincerely, <laughs> Jason. Yeah, man. We totally spaced those those uh, yeah. those other games. I, I, I knew about it, and I played a little bit before the show, and but I, I was wrongly i think jason's got it right here because i i kept back and forth going oh six gen i don't know if we should include that we've kind of but then i was like but then we did a whole episode on the freaking dreamcast and i'm like we should have mentioned it we should have at least mentioned oh by the way the gamecube had them too but we usually don't go that far up in time so yes we we missed that and we it isn't that we thought they weren't being that there was never anything ever made it's just you know, we'd hit the the soft ceiling of what we consider to be yeah, retro yeah. on that episode. But it's a fair point. <laughs> we should have brought it up. And the GX yeah. series is pretty rad. Uh, fact, you know what? Kind of make me want to play it. To be honest, it's, it's really good. Yeah. I told you, man. I just ordered some uh, or some uh, some Picos for mm-hmm. my Pico boot for my uh, my my uh, GameCube back yep. there. Check That's this right. out: F Zero GX successor to F Zero X that continues the series' difficult high speed racing style. Retaining the basic gameplay and control system of the N64 game with a heavy emphasis on place, uh, placed on track memorization and reflexes, GX introduces a story mode element where the player assumes the role of F-Zero pilot Captain Falcon. Captain Through- Falcon and his best friend. Chode it's Monkey. Fred. Yep. Yeah, his best friend. I always, I always think they're going to be calling him uh, the, the, the Blue Falcon. 
Blue Falcon. And Dino Mutt. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. That is correct. I think. All right. But I don't, but we don't like, we don't speak of them because they're terrible and the worst. What? What are you talking about? Blue Falcon and what? That's a bad time, dude. All that old, dude, that, that, that freaking Hanna-Barbera. That is freaking fantastic, no, man. It's I'd an, love it's, to be some Blue Falcon. It's animation vomit. Those things. They're bad. Oh my God. Yeah, they're bad. First pitfall and now you're <laughs> decrying dino mutt? Look, if where's someone. Your, where's your soul, Johnson? Listen, if someone sends me a Genesis and Super Nintendo analog <laughs> console device. You could be bribed. I'll I'll love whatever you tell me to love. I'll love it. Oh, my God. I can be hilarious. bought easily on today's episode. Easily. Speaking favorite, of episodes. Oh, go ahead. My favorite thing ever <laughs> was when Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt made a uh, guest appearance on Dexter's Laboratory. I remember that. The high point of my life. That was more for my kids, but the, yes, I remember that. I yeah. watched more cartoons than they did then. I was so into that whole era of like... Oh, me too. Like, you know... Still am. Uh, who's, the, who's the dog on Nickelodeon that had the cow friend? Oh, Courage. Oh, no, no you're talking about... Cow, oh, you're talking about what? Had a dog friend? Yeah, no, the Australian dog. And he had a cow friend, didn't he? A friend that was a cow. <laughs> he mm. wasn't a dog. You're talking about cow and chicken? No, cow and chicken, different thing. Guys, what was it? It was an old Nickelodeon early on, Nickelodeon right around the same time. And same cow. time as jo- Rocco's oh. Modern Life. <laughs> I couldn't remember it. Didn't he have a chick? Or he's, no, it was a cow. He's a wallaby. He's a. He's a. Yeah, he's not a dog. He's a wallaby, <laughs> but he has a cow. He has a cow Spunky best friend. Is his dog? Oh my god! No, I didn't know. Yeah, no, he I had didn't his know. favorite. He had a. He had a cow friend, right? Yeah, heifer. 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 That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I used to love that shit. You are cartoon. you are killing me, man. Uh, I can't remember names. Did I ever tell you I talked to you? Uh, <laughs> I, I got to do a great interview. Still, it should be on. Uh, should still have comics coast to coast. I'm trying to look. Yeah, if the feed's still there, it's on there, right? If, if it it should be there, let me see. Where oh, is it's it? got to be on there. But I, mean, I talked to. I got a chance to talk to Joe Murray. Lifelong. I just I love Joe Murray Joe, so much. Joe Murray's awesome. And, uh, yep, he's great. Yeah, did you ever talk to, the, to talk to him? And that just made my life. Right did you ever there. talk to the Courage so. Cowardly Dog guy? Because I love that show too. I didn't because that, that is a good show though. I do like Courage is really overlooked. Dude, dude Courage both haunted and and delighted my daughters. What, what do you I think about uh, Ed Ed and Eddie? I uh, loved Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, my next favorite- week on uh, next week on Play Re- Retro, we'll, we're going to do all the Nickelodeon and uh, cartoons from uh, uh, Game Boy Advance. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, let's do it. All of it will happen tomorrow. <laughs> next week, I mean, not tomorrow. Next hey, week. Uh, here's what we're really doing next week. We're finally going to talk about Mega Man, damn it. Mega Man. Me- Mega Man. The beginnings, the early goings. Wait, didn't we? We haven't done Mega Man, right? <laughs> <laughs> we talked it. To- <laughs> I don't think so, because I have never really played... Mega Man, much. I haven't played much Mega Man. Much Mega Man has not. I have not. Oh my God, Uh, Balmy! If you're listening, we need uh, a play retro quick. Li. Yeah, we do because I'm starting to have that film sack feeling. We already already do that one. Episode 26. And we're already going. Hey, wait. Wait a minute. Didn't we? uh, Didn't we already cover that? Here, I'm going to look real quick and tell you. I think we've talked about it a bunch of times. We've never uh, actually played because I would remember that because I've I've always wanted to dig in deep. 
yeah. on Mega Man, yeah. and I never have. Maybe you're thinking of Bomberman. You Maybe know what? what? That is what I'm thinking of. of. We did Bomberman. You're right. Yeah. Yep. I'm totally thinking of that. Uh, yes, we're doing Mega Man. Uh, that's right. Dr. Wiley and all his stupid things he says. Like uh, That's a good question. If you're listening to Corey, you've heard that a bunch, but that's Dr. Wiley. That's a good question. <laughs> He's just the worst. <laughs> Um, but uh, Mega Man, a storied series from Capcom. Everyone loves Mega Man to some degree, and we'll talk about all of it and whether or not Mega Man has a future. I don't know. He I might. hope I can get into it. Like I, like I said, I, did, I didn't think I would be on a first-name basis with Pitfall Harry, but uh, he's, look at he's you changed now. my mind. So yeah. maybe Mega Man could do the same. Maybe Mega Man can do the same. That's going to do it for us. Don't forget, you can support us on our Patreon. Please do. For those of you who have, we are uh, indebted to you because you're all amazing. Um, I want to give some people some credit, actually, for being great supporters of our Patreon. Since last episode, Brent joined us. In fact, today he joined Brent. us this morning. Uh, Scott Lemke and Alan, all brand new patrons. You guys are the bomb. Uh, thanks for being in here. And if you haven't already joined up, check it out. It's July. Great time to get some great benefits. I'm thinking about adding a top tier one, some retro art stuff. Okay. I got I to gotta talk to you about it. But Ooh, anyway, some yes. ideas. I have some ideas. Anyway, that's all coming up soon. If you want to find out more, check it out. Patreon.com slash play retro. For everything else, it's playretro at gmail.com. It's play retro show on Twitter. And as always, play retro on frogpants.com slash play retro. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for all of you. We'll see you next time. Go play something retro. McMahon. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Giant demon jaguars.